Welcome back, everyone, to Andy Hughes' The 80s, our March Madness album absurdity, 80s album bracket, going down and finding out once and for all what the best album of the 80s is. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Aaron Keck. How are you, Aaron? I am good. Hope you are. Yeah, me too. If you want to listen, if you haven't already, we went through the uh, design of the bracket in our early 80s arena episode, went through the first round of that division. We will now be moving on to the early 80s club edition, and you can, of course, vote on your picks for these matchups on our Twitter page, at Andy Hears It. Uh, you can download the entire bracket at actin.wordpress.com, actn.wordpress.com. You can see a list of all of the competitors, all of the stats. But in the meantime, let's get right down to it. The first matchup of the early 80s club division we have, our number one seed, the Smiths, self-titled debut, February 20th, 1984, gold in the UK, hitting US album chart number 150, up against the number 16 matchup, Mission of Burma's Versus, which was released October 11th, 1982, has no record of chart performance or, or st- any stats of that nature, but that's the nature of the club division sometimes. So which one do you think is the better album, Aaron? Uh, while I'm not a huge fan of the Smiths, I'm going to go with the Smiths. This one, this one's pretty easy for me. This one, I, yeah, I... I was listening to the Smiths one again, and I liked it a little more than I did originally. Mm-hmm. But I also, I kind of think that the Mission of Burma one has a little more energy. Well, I mean, it definitely has more energy because the Smiths is a very low-key kind of twee album. But right. uh, I think, I don't know, I was kind of leaning Mission of Burma on this one. I found I'm, the, I'm okay going with Mission of Burma. I think, yeah, I think, you know, it's possible the Smiths made some better music later. I didn't listen to any of them since this one. This was in our alternative episode season one and Mission of Burma was in the post-punk season one. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, for me, I would go back to Mission of Burma before I go back to the Smiths. All right. I, I personally would not go back to either one. So, <laughs> so uh, All right. Yeah, that works out. So we will upset the number one seed of the Smiths with number 16, Mission of Burma. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Eight seed, nine seed. We have the eight seed. You were getting so many angry tweets from Morrissey fans right now. <laughs> they know what they did. <laughs> Unfortunately, they do is the problem. <laughs> uh, Curtis Blow's self-titled debut, number eight seed, released September 29th, 1980, hitting U.S. album chart number 71. Up against number nine, X's More Fun in the New World, September of 1983, hitting number 86 on the U.S. album charts. These are uh, obviously very different albums. Which one are you thinking? Yeah, it's very hard to compare these two. And uh, again, I'm not super high on either one, but I think I will lean slightly toward Curtis Blow um, as really just kind of a toss-up for me, to, to mm-hmm. be honest. I don't, I don't have a, a strong opinion either way, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with Curtis Blow on this one. If only because I am very much not a fan of 80s hip-hop in general, at least until the, the late 80s, uh, whereas, whereas X is in a genre that I tend to be more of a fan of, so the fact that the two of them are kind of side-by-side for me is a sign that Curtis Blow is better, but that's that's just where I am with this. I think that's fair. I think that I I both of these are actually really fun listens, uh, and it is kind of it almost does for the same thing to me make the Curtis Blow one stand a little bit higher 
in that it's that first the whole first side just sounds like a fun party like you yeah. throw that on and you're just having a great time and i think it's notable that to be you know that the the breaks is something that i still hear on the radio occasionally in 2020 or 2021 you know what i mean so 40 yeah. years later to still hear that song and still <laughs> stack up with other songs i think is pretty impressive yeah so i'll go curtis blow as well That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> great great job. Uh, let's see. Number five seed up against number 12 seed. We have Grace Jones Nightclubbing, released May 11th, 1981. Peaked at the U.S. album chart number 32, U.K. album number 35. Up against Husker Du's Zen Arcade, which was released in July of 1984. And peaked in the U.K. indie albums chart at number 11. Uh, I think, you know, as much as I like Husker Du and Zen Arcade, I think it's a classic double album that didn't necessarily need to be, whereas Nightclubbing mm-hmm. is pretty much start to finish uh, great. Yeah, uh, 100% agreed. Uh, Husker, and, and kind of the same story with X and Curtis Blow. Like, Husker Du is fine, but Grace Jones, if if nothing else, is just way more fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I and I think it's better as well. Just it's also I say that was her best album. I think I said that was her best album. That, this right? one was your yeah, it was your pick. Yeah. It was, it's my second favorite of hers. My first one is right, on the right. this bracket. But, but yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. There's it's almost uh, you know I want to uh, you know say it's a tougher choice than it is, but I think it's not. Is pretty great. <laughs> So sorry, Zen Arcade. You're, you're, I do like that album a lot, but at the same time, nightclubbing is just more fun, like you said. Which brings us to the next matchup. Number four seed, Susie and the Banshees, Juju, which was released June 6, 1981. It went silver in the UK, up against the number 13 seed replacements, Let It Be, which I don't believe has any chart records or sales certifications but and the replacements would have it no other way <laughs> yeah exactly just the way they like it uh and i have to go let it be i think that album's incredible yeah Susie and the banshees is fine let it be is great uh, not yeah. not close for me on this one juju is is very fun still but it's not let it be by a stretch let it be also has so much more variety i, I think that's one thing against juju is that i don't think it has much variety it's kind of samey yeah, I agree with that. So the replacements easily takes out Juju. Moving on to the number six seed up against the number 11, we have Shaka Khan's Naughty, released March 26, 1980, U.S. album chart number 43, up against Killing Joke's self-titled debut at number 11, which was released October 5th, 1980 and peaked on the US or the UK album charts at number 39. Uh, Killing Joke was another listener recommendation from that episode and Shaka Khan was in our season two Shaka Khan episode. Uh, Naughty was my favorite Shaka Khan album and I think still bests Killing Joke for me. I, I agree. I don't think Naughty was my favorite Shaka Khan album. It's definitely better than Killing Joke though. Yeah. And the Killing Joke is really good too. I think it's it actually... Good, yeah almost i actually that was uh like i said a listener recommendation but i actually probably would take it over almost all the ones we heard in the post-punk episode 
because I think mm-hmm. it actually is really good and is the perfect example of the quote danceable noise that that genre often uh, is uh, categorized as. But but it's not naughty, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, it's a little naughty. It's a little naughty, but it's not. Uh, it doesn't. It's not like best. naughty naughty. Yeah. yeah. I think as soon if it doesn't have clouds on it is really the problem. If that's, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Correct. Yes. Answer right, so Shaka Khan advances over the killing joke. We have up next our three seed up against the 14 seed. Three seed New Order, Power, Corruption, and Lies, released May 2nd, 1983. Silver in the UK, UK album charts, peaking at number four. Up against Minutemen's Double Nickels on the Dime at the 14 seed, released in uh, July of 1984, same day as Zen Arcade, matter of fact, and did not chart anywhere or reach any sales certifications which one are you leaning on this one uh this might be one where we disagree because new order is really good but i'm a big fan of double nickels on the dime so i got to go with minutemen on this one i i'm actually good with that too i was kind of leaning i mean these are both incredibly different albums and serve up incredibly different songs but uh i think that yeah double nickels is just so crazy and fun and just has so many different ideas on it that I think are all just make for a pretty fun listen, even if it's a little uneven at times. I'm impressed that we haven't really strongly disagreed on on hardly any uh, first round matchups so far. I feel like we both have ones that we are that we have in our pocket going like as soon as he comes for this one. <laughs> and yeah, we, that's fair. I think we both know that uh, that those will come in the later rounds. So I think we're uh, being very cordial at this point. That's that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think we yeah, got yeah, some think, we got some real interesting second round matchups coming up. Yeah, uh, and you know maybe there will be. There's two more divisions still to go on this. There might be some, but I think yeah. The, and in part of that was by design. I wanted the str- the tougher decisions to come later. Right, so far right. Have but. But yeah, I'll I will say with... you did have an you did have an earlier version of the bracket that we're not using, which you changed because you thought there were too many like tough matchups in the first round, and then you sent me the new bracket, and I was like, you got you now all the tough matchups are in the first round. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I felt better about these ones. Like I said, maybe it was just because I felt like they were then in the same competition. I don't know. Some of these it might club, be yeah. Some of these club album or club bracket albums, I think are. Uh, unfairly were unfairly pitted against the the mega you know platinum selling albums right right but i don't know it's it's hard either way it's all going to come down to one album eventually so exactly but like we said double nickels will advance over power and corruption and lies uh and is a lot of fun up next we have our seven seed grandmaster flash and the furious five the message which was released where is it? October of 1982, peaking on the U.S. album chart at number 53, up against Gang of Four's Solid Gold, which was the 10 seed released March of 81, peaked at the U.S. album chart number 190, U.K. albums number 52. Uh, another U.K. versus U.S. matchup. Uh, I'm leaning, I think, uh, The Message. What do you think? As am I. For the same reason that I went with Curtis Blow over X, I don't love either of these two albums, but 
I like Gang of Four's genre more than Grandmaster Flash's. So if they're if they're neck and neck for me, that's a that's a point for Grandmaster Flash. Mm-hmm. And I also think all the all the songs on there that aren't the message are still really good too. You know? Yes, that that's that's the thing for me with this album. Like I really don't like the message. I don't think it's that great of a song to be honest. But uh, but the album as a whole, like there's better stuff on it than that. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good song. Still, it has problems for sure. There's some some dated things in there, but I think, uh, yeah, the fact that the whole album before that is still really fun and catchy is uh, is a good indication that that's why it's on here. Whereas yeah. Solid Gold is very fun uh, as well, but like I said, I think even the Killing Jokes album, if I was going to listen to something post-punk, I would actually sooner turn to that one. And that one didn't make it either, so I think that right. makes the message advances. Man, the replacements is going to be all alone and uh, uh, here with the <laughs> yeah, with the genre, like alternative yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah, right. Got a couple of punks, and that's about it. <laughs> Although, before we move on from Gang Four, I will say there's a new box set of their first two albums as well as a live album. Uh, if it's if you want it on vinyl, it is out possibly as you're hearing this, and then the CD version's out next month. Uh, that looks really cool. So if you're into that, definitely check that out. I think it's the you just Google Gang of Four box set. It's coming out uh, real soon, but it looks great. It has a whole book in there, too, detailing those early years. I think that's going to be really cool. But our final matchup of the early 80s club edition, we have a punk matchup here between the number two seed, Dead Kennedy's Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables, September 2nd, 1980, up against Bad Brain's self-titled debut at number 15, released in February of 82, no chart performance. Which way are you going on this one? Did Dead Dead Kennedys, but did Dead Kennedys <laughs> outsell New Order? Uh, it did actually. Or at that least... kind of surprises me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you it went gold in the UK, whereas New Order only went silver in the UK, which is All especially right. surprising considering New Order's a UK band and, and right. the Dead Kennedys aren't. Well, that's There's... fair. Anyway, Dead Kennedys by a lot. <laughs> I think it's my, yeah. it's, it is my favorite of the the albums from the punk episode, and we've already we've already moved Minutemen on, so we got to move Dead Kennedys on. <laughs> I think you know I got to say the Bad Brains uh, album is very fun, and I think there were just like I said back in that punk episode, uh, some of the best musicians in that episode by far. Like mm. their control over the guitars and the rhythm uh, and melody, I think is incredible. But at the same time, this Dead Kennedys album is so much fun, and and actually has a lot of dynamic songs in it as well, which are which is impressive. So yeah, fresh fruit for rotting vegetables. Moving on to round two. That's good. We almost completely agreed. <laughs> yeah. It's just the the one like Smith versus Mission of Burma, which neither of us were super sold on either one. Yeah, exactly. I know this. So this is good. This is a nice, easy bracket. We'll be done in a matter of minutes. <laughs> no no conflicts at all up ahead uh, but if you're listening at home and if you disagree you can vote for your favorites on our twitter page at andy hears it uh, whether you agree or disagree you can vote for whichever one you like and we will add those up as well keep the twitter bracket going all month long and our next episode will be up later this week moving over to the late 80s side with the arena bracket stay tuned for that that will be up on friday along with the polls if you're listening now Thank you, Aaron, for joining me, and we will uh, reconvene shortly. Awesome. Talk to you then. Until then, it's never too late.
discover great music that's new to you and then vote for it and andy hears it on twitter <laughs> thank you and see you later